Hello and welcome to the 4D Human Being podcast. Throughout the past year and into 2021, circumstances mean that for many of us, we no longer have the usual things to look forward to in our diaries. Whether that's a birthday celebration, a day out, or a well-deserved holiday, as myself and Philippa wander through the woods, we wander through our thoughts on how we can adjust our thinking about what we look forward to. Whether that's appreciating a glove that works on an iPhone or looking forward to a pimped bowl of porridge, we hope you enjoy the show. Does your glove work on an iPhone? I found out by accident. A leather glove, whether it has to be genuine leather. Do you want to? Yeah, well, well, don't don't mine are muddy. Don't even know what they're made Well, obviously you can get those woolen gloves, can't you, that are especially for iPhones, but... um. I found out by accident that that worked. So there you go. Ah. So that's about the most exciting thing we found out today. Well, now... No, that's not true. There's something I want to talk about <laughs> in that today. And that, Andy, I, literally, that is a super segue. <laughs> Get that jingle in. You Stop. can't have one that early it's in too the early. No, no, it's fine. We it's haven't fine. built up. You can't help being so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I do podcasts. <laughs> no, but I was listening to this. Stop it. I was listening to... I'm watching a video. Here's the title. On how to get motivated to repair your knee injury. This is life now. Very specific. It's not even my knee injury. Um, it's lovely, Kevin's. So, and this, I just asked why he wasn't watching the video. No, I think he had. Yeah, good point. I think he had. I think he had, but he liked it. He said, well, you've got to watch it. And what, anyway, he gave these tips, this, this German guy, on why we're not motivated to do new things and change our habits. But one thing I really liked that he did was basically his advice was, this is about you getting excited about a glove on an iPhone. We mustn't lose yes, the, mustn't no, lose lose the thread. thread. Is that if all our emotions are attached to going on holiday to the Maldives or winning the lottery, then you are never, ever going to do your knee injuries because they are nothing but annoying and boring. Okay. Right. So his suggestion is that actually what you've got to do, you've got to make your life much more boring. I totally love this. <laughs> this is well, that's not hard. Well, I was going to say, this is, this is really timely. You've got to make your life much more boring. You've got to take away so much of that stimulus. So that, and I totally get this. And he doesn't mean just in a pandemic. No, he means generally, like, just start to... to it, it sounds like... It's like lovely Kevin didn't love this piece of advice as much as I did, but uh, it totally resonated with me. So that... A really nice cup of tea in your favourite mug is more exciting. The highlight of the day. Highlight of the day. Because otherwise, you're just dissatisfied all the time. Yes, fair enough. And if, if your day is, if the highlight of your day is having a cup of tea, actually it might be quite interesting to do some knee exercises. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you're his audience. I'm not, but I'm not buying it so far, <laughs> Phil, I'm not going to lie. Although on Monday, oh. I had to delay my... Chicken roasty because I got stuck in the snow. My car got stuck in the snow on Sunday. Don't even. I mean, the window of opportunity to get a car stuck in the snow in Surrey on Sunday was very, very narrow. You got it. I did manage it. Yeah. So my roast was deferred till Monday. I mean, my the roast ante- was deferred till Monday. I'm sorry, but that is such a Surrey phrase. <laughs> right, that's isn't right. It? But the anticipation yes. of that roast. There you go. And the pleasure. There you go. From that roast. I think that, I think that works. Well, I think what you're suggesting is make your life hellish. And then and then a, well, then it's, a nice dinner. Well, it's like, it's like exactly what we're doing now. It's like going on a rainy, cold, muddy walk. Yeah. Which some would say is enjoyable, but I would say the enjoyable bit yeah. 
is not being in there anymore. <laughs> well, I, I remember us being on a little break with some friends years ago, and we went on a walk. When I say we, we're going to find out in a minute, you were not one of them. <laughs> I think we all started. We all started walking into the horizontal rain. And you just looked at me and went... Oh, because we were going to the pub afterwards and you went, okay, there are two parts to this and I don't really get why I have to do the first part. So I'm skipping to section two. And you did. Similar, similar to the, the rat-infested hut in Thailand. In Thailand. You're like, there's a really nice plush apartment down the road. I don't have to do this. One pound a night. wasn't even that, was it? 50p a night. Rat-infested hut. I'm going there. Um, but you left, so you, you left the rainy walk and I, we came in, the rest of us with, you know, that satisfaction of having been almost sliced in half by knives of rain. <laughs> oh yes, oh yes, that wonderful thing. Yeah. And then you can have a, you know, a nice warm drink. Are you or... going to say to me that you enjoyed your drink in the pub more than I did? Is that what you're going to say? I definitely think there would have been a different experience to it. I mean, there would have been more relief in it. Well, that's all. That is true. I mean, relief is quite a nice feeling. No, that's true. I think we underestimate relief. We underestimate relief. Maybe, maybe, maybe we don't as much as we get older. Relief becomes an important emotion. Okay, so basically, are you saying that, in a way, the gift of the pandemic... And something we this should... Is, that is not a super segue. That is not we a super segue. a different jingle for just Moose's some weird... But generally in life, we should make life more unpleasant. <laughs> so, that, so that finding out that a glove works on an iPhone is like well, a cause for celebration. Well, I guess what I am saying is not to just skip over the glove on the iPhone. No, okay. Yep. Fair enough. But if life is just one long round of sort of ecstasy and I don't mean that in the drug I mean in sort of you know terms of experience yeah then I, don't, I don't know anyone who has that <laughs> my level of ecstasy at the moment is getting everything right on Stella's daily maths quiz like that brings me huge amount have you of satisfaction. sort of have you sort of regressed oh, no, I, but, to... I, but I'm not doing it just a note for no, the no, teachers no no, no, no Stella's doing it obviously. have you sort of regressed back to childhood where you're getting satisfaction from oh this is really this is really I'm really gonna admit something here but um when I, when I wake up in the morning and reach for my iPhone, my my current re, reach reach say. du jour is the teacher's comments on my two daughters' online website. Actually, which I feel are sort of directed yes. at me. I take great pride in so those comments. I, and I wake up Alba, and instead of saying, "Oh Alba, it's time to get up or come and have some breakfast," I say, "Alba, Alba, Miss Soufiane gave you a house point." <laughs> Oh, she couldn't dream? she couldn't be less interested it's like your dream though it's like you, you're back at house points <laughs> oh, so I okay. suppose I do quite enjoy that, that every morning well, look, no that's a really good that is a really good example though of the she just of, looks at me and says can I have a bacon I'm sure she does <laughs> house point but that's a really good example though of the slog of homeschooling well, what can you and what you're really enjoying yeah absolutely I mean, it's it's not easy to find the joy, but do you I, like, think I like a house point. I don't agree with that. No, no. I do feel. I mean, the other day that that English homework you did with Stella. I mean, that brought me great joy. So, what are you finding in the small things? Well, what am I finding? I think what we started talking about was the idea of looking forward to something. Yes. And I guess that's what got us talking about this: of what happens if 
you're always talking in the future. How are those gloves working out? <laughs> I think it's only the right hand leather. Maybe maybe the left hand is fake leather. Maybe they maybe they sort of double down on their money. I think it's temperature. Maybe I've got a... Anyway. I don't think it's that leather. <laughs> I think I've just taken that little last bit of joy away from you, Kev. Um, <laughs> Um, it's like a dementor. <laughs> it's like a dementor. <laughs> yeah, the idea of, of looking forward to everything. Like, when that happens, I will be. And I don't feel that as much. And is that to do with age? People say when there's less of your life ahead of you sort of thing. Or is that to do with the pandemic? Or, pen, or have I become just more wise? <laughs> well, I, I, could, I mean, it could be a combination. Could be a combination. <laughs> I do think, and we've spoken before about... Zimbardo's theory of you know where we live in terms of time. Do we live in the name? Do we live in the past, yeah. the present, or the future? And I think you know I definitely lived in where my diary was taking me, whether that was work trips or holidays or school terms or whatever. And of course, that's all just dissipated now. So, so if you're somebody who lives in the future and likes to sort of plan and look forward to, yeah, that's very challenging. Huh. Yeah, but maybe we do need something to look forward to. I don't know. Do we? Can we wake up every day and just? Have the day? Do we need to feel like there's a future enjoyment or sense of achievement? To... Well, I guess there's a sort of fundamental survival thing there, isn't there? Uh, uh, you know, at, at the relatively complex level of species that we are, if we are just living in the moment, it may... <laughs> it's a bit like, oh, yeah, that car came. Like, you know, you've got, <laughs> like, you know you've, there's an element of our survival requiring a bit of planning. Yeah, so maybe going back to what you said about, was it Tim Ferriss that you mentioned? In yes. terms of the defer, as he calls them. So let me just explain that. So his book is called The Four Hour Week. I think it's been out for a while. But, and I think a lot of people hear it and think he says the four day week, but it really is the four hour week. Yes. And one of the things he talks about, and that whole topic is about living for now and doing what you want, and you know, and that's a very privileged position, you might argue, but well, you could argue, you should argue. Um, but one of the things I do like that he mentions is the deferrers. And it's people that, you know, sort of burn themselves out with 14, 15 hour days now with the dream of sitting on that beach with a margarita yeah. in 30 years' time. And yes, yeah, so, and his argument is that actually you're never really living in the now. You're living, you're deferring to some fantasy future, a little bit like the idea of a pension pot or investment, that yes. everything is about what happens in the future. It's all delayed gratification. And his argument is, well, what's right here, right now, which, which you can enjoy? Which is possibly why, as I said to you earlier, which I don't think we were recording at the time, I feel like... The question du jour at the moment is... Well, I think the phrase du jour is... <laughs> question du jour. Question du jour is, what are you looking forward to? Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've been asked that question yeah. or I have asked that question yeah. in the past couple of weeks. Yeah. And it's deferral. I think we started asking... I think at the beginning of everything, we started asking, oh, what do you really miss? Yes. And now we're asking... What are you looking forward to? What are you looking forward to? Which suggests we're over the halfway point based on that. Otherwise, yes. we'll still be looking back. Yes, but both are temporal questions. Both are, you know, we started asking about the past and now we're asking about the future. Although, to be fair, we have run out of things to say to the question, what's going on for you at the moment? No. Can, <laughs> pen, pen, can I just say that for me is the question du jour, just to get your... That's the, for me, that's the golden nugget. That is my takeaway for today. Because... We need a golden nugget. Yeah, golden jingle. nugget, jingle, Andy. Um, it's so true. Oh, my goodness. That is so true. Please, we've got to stop asking the question, what's going on? Or, or how, how's your week been? Although, yeah, you often say this 
this is pre-pandemic, we've had these conversations about where do we focus in terms of conversations? Because there are certain people I know, relatives and friends, that conversations are very and always have been very focused on the neighbours, other people, what's going on today. Well, it's that thing. And, when, and there's other yeah. people that we talk about much broader conceptual yeah. subjects, which yeah. are always there. So this is a really good thing to watch out for. If you're at a meal with friends or family and you're sat at the table, well, you're not at the moment, but <laughs> historically, <laughs> and then you start talking about the next meal or arrangement or gathering, yeah. that's, then you're in that territory. You're in the bricks and mortar, aren't you? You're in the bricks and mortar, Yeah. So this, I, arguably, because we've got nothing to talk about in terms of our days, this is arguably an opportunity for us to talk about much broader... It is. But then what are people taking in every day on the news and yeah. everything? So it's tricky, isn't it? Like yeah. the, it, Everything feels like it's getting squeezed. Yeah. Until that question is just, you know, I had a bowl of porridge. <laughs> and that brings us right back to the very beginning of this you conversation. You love porridge. Which is, <laughs> find the delight in the small things, because it's all that's here. Oh. How do you pimp your porridge, Phil? Okay. I sit across somebody. It doesn't count as pimped. But... Well, this is your argument. I definitely sit across from somebody who does a, not even a triple pimp, I think it's a quadruple pimp <laughs> on his porridge. He's like got linseed, sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, manuka honey, and milk. So it's a quintuplet of pimping. pimping. Um, I just put raisins on. Oh, raisins is not a pimp. Like, it doesn't count. It is a sweet, simple pimp. Sugar, milk, and ideally a fresh berry such as a blueberry or a raspberry. Seriously. There's Sometimes ne there was there more of a Surrey <laughs> comment. <laughs> um, I don't think that's true. Do you know what? I don't want that complexity of flavour <laughs> in the morning. It's like some sort of explosion of... Well, interestingly, even pre-pandemic, Phil, you were really focused on simplifying your life, weren't you? Not just in the porridge arena. Yeah. <laughs> Although it's a good metaphor for life. Super segue. Super segue. Well, I definitely feel... What, look, I, what I do think about this period of time is a lot of us have learned a lot about ourselves. Yeah. Now, that's not always a pleasant thing. <laughs> Let's be clear. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> well, in fact, somebody did ask me the other day, how sane are you? Oh, yeah. And I said nine out of ten. They'd already answered this question. What was their answer? They said nine out of ten. And then we offered up what the one, what the ten percent was. Yeah. And I said it's dealing with utilities. Yes. I mean, something happens to me, which... Yeah. It's, I'm not proud of, and I think I've really noticed that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. We all have that. We all have that. We all have that thing. Um, yes, we have learned a lot about ourselves, and I wonder if we are going to be able to firstly enjoy the smaller things or smaller moments, but also sustain that once we are able to book a holiday or... Well, I think, this is, I think that's absolutely right. Are, are we going to be able to hold on to any of this? Someone said to me years ago... This reminds me of that. I've used this a lot in uh, recently in some counselling client sessions. Not this exact story, obviously, but around silence mm. and being able to sit in silence, and which I have done with Dad, our father, recently. And you know, he's had much appreciation from it. And uh, and I've talked to a couple of clients about it, and it reminds me of years ago. Somebody said to me at a party, they were looking at somebody. And it was a sort of act, you know, loads of actors and everyone having a rah rah time. 
and there was somebody being particularly loud and entertaining. It wasn't me. And uh, yes, and he said, <laughs> I, it was, it was, you know those moments where people say something in your life and it's, it's, it's sort of quite banal and yet it has this massive yeah, it sticks. massive impact on you and they have no idea. And he said, he looked at this woman and he said, girl woman, and he said, I'm always really fascinated by how much talking, noise, volume somebody makes and how much attention they need to draw to each other. I'm always fascinated by what must be going on inside for that to be necessary. Because I just went, okay, I need to think about that. We really need to think about that. And, but actually, small dog syndrome. Small dog syndrome. But actually, I feel like, but seriously, shush, that this period of time, I wonder how she or, you know, many of us might have felt faced with that relative quiet. Whereas now, the simplicity in the quiet just rains on my porridge and sit in silence. <clears throat> yeah, but a lot of us find that quite challenging, I yeah, think. Yeah, absolutely. But it comes back to your relationship with self, really, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I guess, at first we were not very used to it. And then, yeah, you are left with the control or controlling of your cognitive thought processes well it's dominating it. the silence well this is it this is literally who are you having a who are you having a night in with yeah who's who's in there yeah that's right who are you having a night who's in there who's, I like that, who's, who's 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 staying in with you tonight if yeah. you're on your own and is that someone that you would invite in or is it somebody that actually can sit you know it's that thing isn't it of in relationship it's not having someone to do something with it's having someone to do nothing with yeah can you just be with yourself and yeah can you live the equivalent of porridge with just raisins on or I do think, you need I to think i just have porridge i think i'd even cut the raisins phil yeah just really go full it's practically a fruit what oats no raisins oh. yes i'm going to really think about that there's not a lot of silence in my house i mean there you... isn't a lot of silence no because Either I'm working and talking to clients or you or I'm doing homework with the girls, which involves noise or the Roblox games are on or the radio is on or the TV is on. Yeah. It's not a lot of silence. Yeah. Well, talk about learn something. I've, I've used this as a mind game before, often with people looking for purpose or I've had sometimes have people who say, I don't really know who I am, which is a, which is a really frightening existential yeah. place to be. And I think it's probably more common than than we know and I think that's what a lot of the noise can can sometimes be covering if you like or putting yeah. or keeping at bay yeah but if you were I don't know why I use a sort of open road in America but you know one of those you know the sort of massive roads where um you feel like you're not going to see yes. another human being for ever and ever and if you were found yourself for whatever reason we don't need the backstory in this particular <laughs> story if you found yourself at a bus stop there is a bus stop Let's say there's no buses. Uh, but you're sitting on a bench. The plot thickens. The plot really thins. Yeah. Um, well, and nothing's going on. Like, nothing's happening. No one's coming. What would you start doing? Yeah. Or you could do it on a prison cell. Or if there was another person there sometimes, what would you start talking about? In my fantasy world, yeah, I would start doing sit-ups and press-ups and become this very buff... Person. Yeah, that you could then be a survival yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah. Almost like out of, what was that film with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Oh, I'm thinking, Terminator. Of, G I'm thinking of G.I. Jane. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, I've got a gun sort of slung on my back. And yeah, yeah. Pen, that's you. That's, that's my fantasy world. There is no evidence to suggest 
what else would ever happen? But, and I think that's the point of being able to sit in that silence is actually really, can you face the truth of what actually yeah, you would do? that's right. And would you just go, I hope someone comes and saves me? Or would you get curious about it? Or I think the one with someone else there is interesting. Like, you, you know, you know, I don't know, maybe you, you know you've got to wait 24 hours for a class or something. But what would you start talking about? And I don't think I'd start talking about Netflix. You know, I'd, start, I'd definitely be interested in... What got us here? What's it like yeah. to sit here yeah. in this yeah. weird space? And it can tell you a lot about yourself. So yeah. I think going back to the original one where you're on your own. Yeah. And I remember Tom saying this, asking these kind of questions like every single other being on the planet yeah, I remember has, has gone. Yeah. And you're there on your own. Yeah. Does, does life have any purpose? And I was like, yeah, yeah of course it does. Yeah, <laughs> have some parish. Yeah, we will be fine. we will be fine. Yeah. I could just go around and choose what house I lived in. And I was answering all these questions. But I've really, really thought about it since. And it is not an easy question to answer. No. Um, but the other thing I would say about being on your own and discovering who you are. Yes. And that podcast I was listening to the other day about someone quite well known who had suffered a, in a controlling relationship. is an example of how quickly our sense of self can be undermined and we're not sure who we are anymore. Yeah. So, like you said, yes, sit with yourself, learn about yourself, understand who you are. And I think there is, well, an uncertainty in it as well. Can I yes and do a yes and? Yeah. Right, can I do a yes and so and? It's a double, double yes and. It's, it's, it'll, it'll go on forever. I wonder if one has spent more of that time really yes good point and knowing that that's a red flag for me that's not okay yes. for me we wouldn't get ourselves that in we'd, would we be less likely yeah, exactly I, I think you might be right um yes I mean, when you know when does that work happen as a child or a young person you know you're just straight into relationships yeah that's you, true right? so true phil yeah and actually I know you're going to yes and this, or you could even yes but it. But I think it's going to be an and, 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 and. Well, if one was to spend that time, which of course lots of people do in terms of meditation and retreat. Come here, come here, come here, come here. Good boy. Yeah. Um, meditation. Shouting in the woods. Yeah. You could arguably, and your psychotherapist learning is going to come here, but you could arguably sort of create a version of yourself that you want to become and start living that. Well... Is that dangerous? No, you, well, you're not wrong. It reminds me of, I, don't think, I would never know if it was Dali or Picasso. Some, one of them was very introverted and said, I want to be the sort of, you know, greatest and most flamboyant artist. Makes me think of Dali, but who knows? Anyway, and I think that somebody said to them, we'll just start acting like that. Now, there is a truth to that, which is part of our work. Yeah. But I think, I th I'm sure we've spoken about this, when that gap opens yes, up. If it's too big. Yeah. If, if the gap's too big, um, yeah. that is going to be very painful if that effort I mean Gabor Mate talks a bit about this in his book when the body says no like if you're the other way around if you've got anger or frustration with I don't know whoever a parent or somebody in your life but you're just trying to please all the time if there's a gap you know you can make yourself ill yeah yeah um, however there's definitely a truth to that and I was reflecting on that yesterday thinking about this whole 4D journey personally and how you can, though, sit down and look at yourself in those four dimensions, look at yourself in terms of the people you hang out with, the things that you do and the choices that you make, and you can definitely remap your life. I mean, there's no question about well, that. Well, I've done it. So. Yeah, well, you've done it. Yeah. Um, 
But you know what? I don't think I have necessarily. But you can't. I'll tell you just to finish it. The, yeah, the, sorry. The phrase that, that comes to mind is, but if you start painting off the canvas. Yes. No, if it's so far yes. from reality or who you are. <laughs> what you've inherited and what yeah. you're... Yeah. What you've understood of the yeah. world. Yeah. yeah, but there's more range, certainly. We do have more range to use. It's interesting that when I think about some of the commentary around the pandemic, obviously every, people have had vastly different experiences, but some of the commentary is around people having more time and learning to bake or garden or learn a language and you know all those kind of things. I haven't heard a lot of people saying... I've taken this time to sort of self-analyse and reflect on who I am in the world. I've I heard a little bit. I have, have heard you? a little bit of that, yeah. And I've definitely heard it from, from colleagues of mine in the... Um, in the therapy world. The therapy world, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think for some people it has been, and I've seen it in clients, actually, because it has brought up, because the intensity has brought up so many things and the kind of, right, I'm going to... I need to sort this out, which I think because we had so much distraction going yes. to work, yes, going out. Um, so I, th- I think it, I think it is there. I don't think it's universal by any stretch. Um, but that brings us back to: Are you sort of using the here and now, or are you just are we waiting for the Maldives? <laughs> I mean, part of me is definitely waiting for the Maldives. Don't you think, though? Oh. I do think that, and. Like we always say, you've got to take yourself with you. So it, it, yes. is, it is the same person in the Maldives. It's so true. You exactly. <laughs> Anybody out there who's thinking, yeah, I'm... I'm it's going to be different when I'm in the Maldives. Yeah, you're taking you, your suitcase <laughs> and yourself. So true though, isn't it? But I just think, I love that though, Pen. You know, that, it's so true though. You think about the deferrers. You know, you've, you've slogged your guts out for 30 years. You sort of, all this anger and frustration and haven't got the promotions you wanted or, you know, you haven't seen the family enough and you've just been working... And then 30 years later, you're on the beach in the Maldives with Margarita. Honestly, what do you think that internal experience? I mean, I guess there'll be some relief, but looking back, you're like, what was that? Well, you've created who you are in You've created who you are. 100%. 10 Still, I wouldn't mind taking myself to the Maldives. Well, you'd be very good company, <laughs> I'd go with you. Thank you for joining us today. Many of us may be finding it challenging to look forward with a positive mindset. Can we rethink where our actual pleasure and joy comes from? Perhaps if we stay present and look hard enough, we will find an abundance of it in those smaller moments of life. We will be back soon with another episode, which we hope will be something to look forward to. In the meantime, please check out 4dhumanbeing.com for more articles, resources and podcasts. And remember, are you happening to the world or is the world happening to you?